Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! 
Do you know what we're talking about right now? Sacrilegious Book Club. The Sacrilegious Book Club. <laughs> I told you. You're I just was... not going to let that go, Nope, huh? nope. Okay. We're always going to do the theme song now. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. And our book is Asimov's Guide to the Bible. Okay. This is part four. Okay. And we are still in the book of fucking Genesis. Well, you know. I know. And we're covering pages 65 through 83 of Asimov's Guide. Got it. Okay, okay. 65 so, through 83. That's what we're doing today. All right. Any teasers? Nothing? Just going to let people like write it right on under this? I mean, it's this more Stuff of, it's and more things. It's more of his things. And, and I, Genesis. I jotted down some of the interesting points. Okay, of interesting what I points. Everybody get ready for some interesting points. <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, I'm just messing with you. Um. Okay, here's a teaser. Okay. Scholars can sometimes be stupid. Um, yeah, no shit. How about that? Okay, great. I got let's, a couple of those. Let's let's get into this thing. Okay. All right. Okay. So we are starting on page 65. 65. Got it. Asimov's Guide to the Bible. Okay. And um, he starts out talking about the Jordan River. Okay. Are you familiar with the Jordan River? Well, I mean, that's the one they cross all the fucking time. They put the ark <laughs> back and forth across it and yeah, build yeah. stones in it and all kinds of and shit. And sometimes they stand on one side oh. and yell at guys on the other side. And they made the water stop that one time, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was Moses, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Canaan is mostly a semi-arid country. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. Right? It's yeah. how I imagine that area. Right. Except for in the valley of the Jordan River. I mean, there's a river, so. Which... Listen to this. Okay. If straightened out from all its various twists and turns, yeah. would measure 255 miles. Wow. I'm sorry, 250 miles. I don't know why I said 255. Got it's it. It's 250. 250 miles. Well, I suppose it still measures that way if you twist and turn it. Right, but it's unnavigable. Got it. So you can't you can't just ride along in it. It's not a straight shot. Got it. It's all twisty and turny and hooks and... Yeah. It's not good. Snaking all over the damn place. Yeah. But if you straightened it, it'd be 250 miles in length. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And it's unique. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> nice. Sorry. I had to uh, I had to do it. You had to do it. I had to do it. I mean, people our age, you know? You know, I mean, I'm, it's, yeah. We were brought up a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's unique in that it's the only river in the world which maintains a large portion of its course below sea level. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, sea level is, like, the average of what the land is, where the land sits, kind of. Right. And then below sea level means that it it's, like, way under that. Below the sea level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's way down there. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. Yeah. Okay? And the river, like I said, is unnavigable, and temperatures... Of the river can reach 110 degrees in the fucking shade. What? Yeah. Because that's, it's so goddamn hot over there. That's crazy. Okay, now think about this. That book came out in what year? Well, that this book came out in the 60s. That's what I'm saying. This book came out in the 60s. Right. So how hot do you think that river is nowadays? It's fucking sauna. Yeah. Yeah. It's an oven. Right. I mean, if it was hitting 110 degrees in the 60s and 70s. Right. Like, this is 2022. It's probably fucking boiling. <laughs> <laughs> 
so that's that's all that was interesting about the Jordan River. Okay. So we're going to move on to page 67 yeah. of the Asimov's Guide. Okay. And mention a few points about Hebron. Hebron. Got Hebron. it. I do recall that being mentioned quite a bit. Right? So do you remember Abram and Lot? Abram was, you know, he became Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. But at this point, he's still Abram. Lot had the daughters Lot's that, his you nephew. Know, Lot's his nephew. Okay. Okay. And, um, yeah, don't talk about that oh, other okay. stuff yet. We're not I'm there. not talking about that yet. Yeah. So, remember, they they departed um, um, wherever they departed from. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was way back then. I don't yeah, remember all yeah. that. And um, they had, oh, I know, they left Egypt. And they had too many fucking, or did they? No, it was the other way. I they were headed I don't toward. I know. Look, I don't remember, okay? Yeah, okay. I can't be I can't be They left somewhere and they went somewhere. They were traveling a lot. They went a long. Oh, they things. were leaving. They were leaving Egypt because remember I told you that um, while Abram was there, he got rich. He oh, did good yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So he's leaving there with his nephew and all their people, and they had so many fucking animals that um, Abram was like, "This is too many. We cannot sustain this. We got to split up." Right. You remember that? Oh yeah. They just and chose so, one. Chose one way. The other yeah, one chose the other. He way. let Lot choose whichever. He thought he wanted because yeah, that he's would be magnanimous. His lot in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, Lot chose the more fertile um, Jordan Valley. Right. Because yeah, you know why wouldn't you? Yeah. And um, Abram settled in the Oaks of Mamre, just north of Hebron. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now Hebron still exists today. Okay. Okay. And people keep trying to pass off various ancient trees as the forty-four thousand-year Oaks of Mamre. To which I added a simple note here that says, Because <laughs> <laughs> people stupid. Right, yeah. This tree, it's totally been here. It's that tree. Yeah. Yeah. He lived here in these trees. Right. And it's like, okay, you guys. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I know you're young earthers, but come on. Right. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Okay? So then we're going to move on to page 68 of okay. Asimov's Guide and talk about Amraphel. Amraphel. Yeah, which okay. I like that name. I think that's cool. So Lot's land um, was subjected to invasions by armies from the east, which included Amraphel, king of Shinar. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, scholars sometimes think that Amraphel was Hammurabi, which we just talked about yeah, that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, like, really stupid and dumb. <laughs> Seriously. Because... Um, we're talking about 1900 BCE, yeah. and Hammurabi didn't rule until about 1700 oh, BCE. okay. So, so a couple hundred years difference. Yeah, like, don't be stupid. Right. Just use a little bit of measury things. Yeah. Called calendars, atlases. But come on, they like to make things fit the way they want them to. Right, so, I know. So, you know, that's, that's how that works. So those scholars failed. Remember I started out saying sometimes yeah. scholars are dumb? Right. They, they were dumb just then. Got it. Okay. So they were dumb. Okay, yep. that's that's two times now that I've been like, <laughs> you guys are so stupid. <laughs> so I mean, that's what I'm bringing to the table because I got another one of those later okay. on. Okay, right. that's what I'm bringing to the table today is laughing, laughing at everybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna move on to page sixty nine. Ooh, sixty nine. Uh huh. Yeah, sixty nine. <laughs> the Vale of Siddim. Okay. Siddim. All right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. Sorry. Sure. I, yeah. I mean, I don't either. I don't know words. I mean, you do, just I not Bible words. I don't know Bible words. <clears throat> Bible words are, you know, yeah, Bible words. They are. They're hard. The Vale of Siddim refers to the Salt Sea, a.k.a. what we know today as the Dead Sea. Got it. Yeah. And that's based on how many chemicals accumulate there from the Jordan. 
So the Jordan empties out into this thing, right? Yeah. And there's no place for it to go because um, it doesn't empty out anywhere else. Got it. So, so there's no outlet to this. Right. CD. There's no outlet. And then evaporation, because it's so fucking hot, yeah. takes up all the water so that all that's left is all of the the silt and the, the salt and shit that, right. that comes Sediment. down. Chemicals, right. too. Yeah. Okay. So that's why it's referred to as the Dead Sea, because nothing can grow there. Got it. I mean, it's just salt water. Right. And it's grody. Yeah. But I have read also that it's a really cool place to swim because you couldn't sink if you tried. (laughs) Right. Like, it won't let you. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And there's probably no, like, animals alive in it. Yeah. Or at least not many. No, there's nothing can survive there. Nothing. All right. Because evaporation from 140 degree days. Yeah. Yeah. 140 degree days. Right. Leaves yeah, behind that. lots of salt with nowhere else to go. That's what I just said. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the Dead Sea has a salt concentration seven times that of the ocean. Wow. Yeah. So think of like if you've ever been to the beach and you went swimming and you got salt up your nose. Right. Yeah. Fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. That's not salt. We have a <laughs> similar of the Great Salt Lake in, mm-hmm. in Utah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to talk about that. Oh, really? Yeah. But okay. even so, even so. Um, the Dead Sea is one of the deepest lakes in the fucking world. It's a lake. Mm-hmm. Not a sea? It's it's a lake sea. Got it. Okay. It's a, a sea-shaped lake because it doesn't it. go anywhere. <laughs> okay. But it it just, like, accumulates all this stuff. Yeah. And, and it's the deepest in the world. Huh. It's below sea level and... There's a lot of things out there that are below sea level, uh-huh. huh? That's interesting. And it, yeah, it's like so far down. It goes down and down and down. Got it. It's down. Right. Okay. The Dead Sea contains about 12 times as much water as the Great Sea Lake in Utah. Ah. Okay. Even though the Great Sea Lake is four times as large in terms of area. Got it. So isn't that interesting? That is interesting. See? Yeah. So, yeah, I told you we were going to talk about that guy a you little did. bit. Yeah. Okay, now we're moving on. Okay. Page 71 of Asimov's Guide to the Bible. Yep. And we're going to talk about Rephaim. Okay. Do you remember what the Rephaim are? I do not. Do you remember what the Amakites are? I do not. Oh, my God. They're they're the giants. Okay, okay. We're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, the yeah. fucking giants. Well, if I had to, if I was, if you had a gun to my head and I had to guess, I no, would say, yeah. No, you still would not have. Why? That's what I would have, okay. All no. Right. All right. You wouldn't have got it. You okay. would have got it wrong. These guys were giants. That's what I wrote. Giants. Giants. They were giants. Or else, at the very least, they were a race of super mighty warriors. Right. One or the other. Yeah. Okay. Some translations leave the undefined term, the Hebrew term, Nephilim. Yeah, Nephilim, which was the, yeah. Because who even knows is what I wrote. <laughs> so they were either giants, mighty warriors, or, you know, angels. What, angels. Yeah. Right. What do you think they were? I think they were mighty probably warriors. mighty warriors, if yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. Because let's not be stupid here. Right, right. Yeah. So invaders were often struck by the great works of the civilizations they replaced. Yeah. Which gave rise to silly rumors that became myths and legends. Well, of course. So these these guys are walking around and they're like, these tremendous stone blocks could only have been built by giants. Right. Like the Greek Cyclops. <laughs> See, I wrote that too. <laughs> I actually wrote laugh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or like what we might say today, 
Yeah. Wow, these super awesome pyramids could only have been built by aliens, LMAO. I mean, that's what the History Channel says sometimes. Aliens. <laughs> My guys, aliens. You know, I'm really, I have to say, I'm really disappointed in the History Channel. Mm. They don't They do not do history so much anymore. They do sensationalism. They really because do. Because that's what sells. That's very disappointing to me. I want the History Channel to be true history, not pretend right? made up. Um, let's talk about giants and yeah. angels history. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no. So, um, there was that, okay? So, we've yeah. either got angels or giants or aliens right. or mighty warriors or else the phrases that they used were merely dramatic reflections of the technological advancements of the enemy spoken in metaphors that were then read as literal. Kind of like if you say, whoa, that thing is, um, and then... Think of something giant. That thing's a dinosaur. It's obviously not literally a fucking dinosaur. Right. But, you know, if somebody reads what you wrote a hundred years from now, they'd be like, dinosaurs? Right. There were dinosaurs in 2022? Right. Fuck. Yeah. I thought they were all wiped out back in, I don't know, 1980. (laughs) No, 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 you guys. You're still wrong. You still got it wrong. So the so-called giants were easily defeated by Chedar Lamar. Okay. I don't think I got that right. Probably but not. That's okay. Yeah. As well as by the later Israelite invasion. So, yeah, so no. So they weren't really giants. They then. weren't giants. Because if they're giants, they're going to fucking step on you. Yeah. They, <laughs> they weren't They weren't going to be easily defeated. Right. So yeah. that's why I wrote dot, dot, dot. So, yeah, no. Yes. So, yeah, no. <laughs> also, just to, you know, put this out there, there's zero trace of any giant races in the fossil record. Just in case you weren't already convinced. L O L O L. Well, did you I, even in the Bible that we're reading now? Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's there's references to tribes that were considered giants just a few, like a book or two before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now they're just merely a race of people. Mm-hmm. Like it transitioned. Yeah. Oh yes, away it did. from that. Yeah. So because. Stupid. Right, right. Because they were like, no, they obviously weren't giants. (laughs) People obviously didn't live to be a thousand years old. Right. People obviously weren't like a billion miles tall. But it is is really interesting how things transition. Like we're in a transitionary period in the Bible Mm -hmm. as to how they reference things and relate to things. Mm -hmm. Because they're stopping some of the nonsense and and becoming more realistic-ish. Ish. 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 I mean, God certainly isn't around as right. much. Right, yeah, no. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. That. Like, it's more of like a storybook mm-hmm. at this point where we're at. Yeah. Versus it was just ridiculous, ridiculous bullshit legends. stories yeah. prior to this. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that is it for the Rephaim, which I just thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, definitely. Giants. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Moving on to page 73 of Asimov's Guide, we're going to talk about Salem. Okay. Not Salem's Lot. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Not Stephen King. Right. Okay? Yeah. So, remember that guy I just talked about whose name I probably couldn't say right, which is Chador Lamar? Yeah. He sacked the city of Sodom and carried off Lot into enslavement. Oh. Do you remember all this? I don't. And then Wait, Uncle, yeah, I do. And then yeah. Uncle Abram gathered his men and came to Lot's rescue. Right, 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 right. got a lot of the... Um, looted shit back. Yeah, I do remember okay? that, yeah. Now, on his way back, this is really interesting. Okay. Abram was blessed, and I'm referring to him as Abram because where we're reading here, still Abram. he has not yet taken that vow that made him become Abraham. Abraham. Right, I Okay, so he's still Abram. Isaac Asimov, in his guide, goes back and forth. Got and it. I think he forgets 
okay. as he's writing. Well, it's yeah, it's because rough, yeah, you know? yeah. So I just wanted to point that out that there are a few places that he has referred to him as Abraham, even though he's still Abram. Right. Okay. And I know this because we're coming up to the part where Abraham, where yeah. Abram becomes Abraham. Right. 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 Okay? okay. I just thought it was interesting that you know I love Asimov. He's brilliant, but he he did muck yeah. that a little bit. But you never know. It could have been an editor that mucked it, that up too. It could have been. So true. True. So, okay, on his way back, after he saved Lot yep. and got his shit back, mm-hmm. Abram was blessed by Melchizedek, king of Salem. Okay. Okay? Yep. Now, Melchizedek is Hebrew for righteous king, which equals Sargon. Do you remember talking about him a little I bit do. ago? I do. I do. Yeah. So, there's that. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Now, Zion is mentioned, and Zion is very clearly Jerusalem. Yeah. But also there's another place that makes it very clear that it's Salem, which is shorthand for Jerusalem. Okay. Oh, okay. And so those are all the same term. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, even Stephen King got this right because Salem's Lot, there's an apostrophe oh. before Salem because it's short for Jerusalem's Lot. Interesting. And isn't it also interesting that it's Salem's Lot, Jerusalem's right. Lot, and Lot is the guy that was Yeah, sick, no, right? obviously he knew Very that. Very awesome just, play on I words there. I didn't know that that was, I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really cool. Stephen King's cool. But anyways. I mean, you know, yeah. So this legend is likely recorded by the people that were gathering all this together. Yeah. As a way of showing that even back then, at that moment, Abram was blessed in Jerusalem by Melchizedek at the future site of the seat of the temple. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So it may or may not have happened. Right. That could have been one of those re-edits It's a very Well, it's a very small little thing. You could easily blink and... Right. We didn't pay any fucking attention to it because it's one little sentence. Sure. But it was likely included, whether it happened or not... Just to show that Abram was blessed there. Right. Abram paid tithes there. Abram was given glory there. Or we're talking about also this is older portions of the Bible. So these could have been stories that were handed down for years. And therefore that's why Salem slash Jerusalem became such a coveted place. It might have been retrofitted or it might have been the reason that it became awesome afterward. Right. right. One never knows. And does it really matter at this point? Yeah. It all ends up the same, right? Right. I tend to think that because such short shrift was given to it in this particular statement, that it was retrofitted. Got it. That it was added retroactively just to show, Hey, Hey guys, Abram, Abraham, who, you know, is father of the Israelites. He passed through here. FYI. Right. Right. That's my belief. Got it. Based on absolutely no, I mean, nothing. To- based on what we know of them rewriting shit, that makes total sense. Right, right. So. I thought that was pretty interesting, though. Right. So, all right. So, we're done with that section. Moving on to page 74 of Asimov's Guide. Okay. We're going to talk about Damascus. Okay. Okay. It is believed to be the oldest continuously occupied city in the world. Wow. Yeah. That, That's really cool. I had no idea. That's really cool. It makes me kind of want to go there just to see, like, right. the oldest occupied city in the world. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. And how? And why? And in what way? <laughs> I, I don't know. Right? Yeah. And That's in Syria, right? Hmm? I think Damascus is Syria, I believe. 
I honestly don't know. Right. That, that okay. sounds right, but I mean, you could have said any other country, and I would have known that as well. Right. Right. So okay. sorry. No, it's all right. Um, now, unless Abram had a son and heir, some mere servant, this Eleazar of Damascus, would inherit um, Abram's <clears throat> accumulated property. Got right. It. Do you remember all that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Just hold that little thought in your in your no- noggin. Just a quick interjection here, though. Yeah? I did a real quick Google search. Damascus is the capital of Syria. Oh, damn. Like, currently. You're smart. So, yeah. Look at you. Just throwing you that out there. Things. Just to, you know, because I was curious, because I, I thought it was in Syria, but I just wasn't. You knew that, though. 100%. Wow. That's really <laughs> awesome. I, I forgive you two things that you got wrong. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, but remember, yeah. Lot, or not Lot, uh, Abram. And he, he and his wife, Sarai, were yes. barren and old and couldn't have no babies. Right. And so, you know, he's like, womp, womp. Only this guy that's a servant to me over in Damascus is going to um, get all my shit when I die. Right. And he's not even going to continue my bloodline. And that was very important for these people. Right. Being very, not just family and bloodline centric, but very male centric. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Throughout, huge, still, huge. The, the, yeah. the whole Bible. Oh, yeah, definitely. From what I understand. Yeah. So just hold that thought in your in your noggin, okay? Yeah. So now we're moving on to the next section, page 75, the Hittites. Okay. Okay, I can never hear the Hittites without thinking of Ghostbusters because Bill Murray leans over to Sigourney Weaver and says, how do you say this? And she goes, Hittites. And I always thought at the time, that's not a hard word, Bill Murray. But, you know, that's the script right, right, in yeah. Ghostbusters. It was as they were in the central plaza. She had just come out of her bassoon practice or what the fuck ever with with uh, the guy with the stuffy nose. And he's like, <laughs> who's the stiff? Yeah. You remember that bit? <laughs> Kind of, maybe, it's, no. It's the best. That okay. movie's awesome. Yeah. Okay. You're you're definitely all about the Ghostbusters. Oh, I, yeah. I definitely am. I only sort of... And then and then he's, like, telling her about the Hittites in the building, and she says, well, what's he doing living in my icebox? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Come yeah, on. Right. Come on, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, a powerful empire in 1750 BCE was the Hittites. And they introduced the use of iron and of horse-drawn chariots. Okay. okay. So the Hittites were like They're a pretty BFD. Right. Yeah. Big fucking deal. Right. Now, that was well after the time of Ab- Abram, so that, that they were great when that happened. Okay. okay. Um, I'm getting to something that's really fucking interesting here about the Hittites. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in the Bible, the Hittites, it's a mere mention while history shows that they were actually a very powerful realm. Got it. Okay. They were eventually worn out into decline by the Egyptian empire. Okay. Okay. Yeah. By the time the Israelites came back to Canaan, the Hittite empire was viewed by them as totally an unimportant tribe. Gotcha. Okay. So the Bible refers to the Hittites before they rose to power in the time of Abram. Yeah. And then after they fell from power during the time of the Israelites. Okay. Okay, right. yeah. so they totally missed they, this whole time period right. where um, they were the Hittites were slaves under the Egyptians during that time. Well, the Hittites were in their full glor- glory during that time. Right, right. So no, the Hittites were not even mentioned because we don't care about other things that are happening in the world while we're dealing with our guys in Egypt. Right, that's what I'm saying. They were in Egypt as slaves at that point. Uh, or oh, whatever. they being the Israelites. The Israelites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly or what where they would were. Become the Israelites. Yeah. 
they were over there in Egypt, so we don't care about the Hittites, who literally rose to, like, one of the most powerful empires and fell. Right. And so the only times that we hear mention of them are, yeah, those little guys over there on our way through, and then, yeah, those piece of shits over there on our way back, <laughs> right? Right. So... Um, the Bible as the chief source of historical knowledge until the 19th century, the 1800s, wow. almost wiped out all awareness of the Hittite Empire. We wow. would have known nothing about their awesomeness yeah. had it not been for like this one guy. And I should have written down his name, but I didn't because I didn't care that much. But anyway, this one researcher yeah. was like just doing some studies and was like, Let's, these Hittites seem interesting. Yeah. I might, They might appear... Um, in a movie called Ghostbusters someday. So, let me, <laughs> yeah, that's what he thought. Let me just um, do a little bit of um, study on them. And well, then I think he uncovered. That's where most of the most interesting shit comes from, mm-hmm. is little, like, little side Rabbit holes. Rabbit yeah. holes. Yeah. Right. So, um, we would never have known about the Hittite Empire. And Ghostbusters would have been an entirely different movie. Right, yeah. Okay. And only research and archaeological finds have restored the Hittite Empire to our knowledge. Okay. Tell me that's not badass. So science restored them. Thank you, science. Yeah, thank you, science. Hmm. Okay, so moving on to the next section of Asimov's Guide. We're on page 79 with Ishmael. Call me Ishmael. (laughs) Just kidding. That's the first line of... What is it? Do you know it? Moby Dick. To ki- to kill a Moby Dick. What the fuck? To kill a whale. To kill a mockingbird. <laughs> Moby Dick. Yes, Moby Dick. No, Ishmael. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. So Abram took his wife Sarai's servant Hagar. Yep. As his concubine. I remember that. Yep. Yep. And she bore his son Ishmael. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "Yay, I have a son. That's right. awesome." And it was Sarai that was like. I really need you to have a son, so it's so important right. to me that you need to fuck my servant. Right. And and have a son. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter where the son comes from as long as you have one by some vagina hole. Right. It doesn't and have to be mine. And since it was mine. her concubine, mm-hmm. technically... It was her child. It was still her child. Yeah. At least that's the way they pitched it. That's the way it would have been. Until later. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, when she had her own, then it was like, get the fuck out of here with that piece of shit. Right. Not from my vagina hole, baby. Right. It's funny how those rules were rules until mm-hmm. they weren't rules anymore. But, I mean, that's the way religion always is. Right. It's the what's most convenient in any given minute. Right. So but we're talking about the birth of a fucking religion here. Mm-hmm. Like the birth, Abraham, Abram is the birth of Abrahamic mm-hmm. religion. Yeah. And and they can't even get fucking rules right. No. So no. whatever. But yeah, let's let's talk about how awesome. The Bible is. Right. Please, yeah. please tell me more. Yep. So Ishmael, as you probably are aware, um, is the eponym. I think that's the right word. Remember how we were talking about Noah and how all of the people um, that came from him are actually nations, yes. not individual persons. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Ishmael was the father of the Ishmaelites. Okay. Okay. Yep. And they dwelt on the border of the Arabian desert. So, when we're talking about Abram and Abraham at this point, we're still talking in terms of tribes and peoples? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I just, I I forget that, and so sometimes I have to, like, remind myself that. So, like, when we're talking about Ishmael here, we're talking about the Ishmaelites. Got it. Okay? And it's easier, I I mean, I'm assuming for, you know, 
that time when they're passing these stories on verbally Mm -hmm. that it's just easier to reconcile people versus groups of people and just Mm -hmm. make a story instead of you know it's it's just easier to to say it's easier to talk about one person than it is to discuss an entire people group right so the ishmaelites were viewed as of subordinate importance since their descent was merely through a concubine okay yeah but remember i said that they lived along the border of the arabian desert yes so the arabians okay Mm -hmm. they accepted many parts of the bible And considered themselves to be descended from Abram and Ishmael, which, you know, they are so awesome. Right. They're like, that's awesome. We're awesome. And so those names, Abram and Ishmael, or any derivative thereof, those are still very popular um, names among Muslims. Ah, Because, you know, that's where their religion derives from. Right. That's... They're both Abrahamic religions. Mm-hmm. Well, all three. Yeah. Judaism, Christianity, and... Right. Um, Mu- Islam? Uh, um, Islam. Islam, yeah. yeah. So, according to Muslim legend, both Hagar and Ishmael are buried in Mecca. Yeah, okay. So, that's interesting. And that's why they have the trip to Mecca every year that they're supposed yeah, to go. Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. I mean, I'm assuming that's part of it, at least. I would assume so. I don't know everything about it, so I, I'm, I'm no, speaking I out of ignorance there a little bit. But Oh, <clears throat> I yeah, very much. Very, yeah. <laughs> Hoping to learn more as we right, go. Right, yeah, definitely. That is. But I'm just not there yet. Right. So, um, a little aside here. Another little oopsie doodle that um, Asimov made, which it wasn't really his fault um, because it was the Times, quote sure. unquote, TM. Um, but up until about 1950 and 60, yeah. um, the term Muslim was spelled M-O-S-L-E-M. Oh, wow. Muslim. Okay. And um, both are synonymous, but the more accurately used term today is as we know Muslim. Got M-U-S-L-I-M. Got it. Okay. And one of the reasons that we made that we the collective we sure. made that switch is because um, the term Muslim is also, okay, whereas Muslim means to a follower of this religion, Islam. Yeah. Muslim is also, um, with the Z pronunciation, it also has some kind of meaning that is um, evil. Okay. Like a doer of evil things or something. Okay. And it was very hard to differentiate what the fuck was happening. Sure. And clearly, Muslim people are not evil. Like, there are evil people in every single fucking religion. And I would say that the majority of them are probably Christian, if I had to make any kind of guess, because I'm an asshole like that. (laughs) But, be that as it may, um, clearly, that's not cool. Right. And so, um, throughout the book, anytime Asimov refers to Muslims... He has that older fashioned spelling. Got it. Which would have been more prominent at the time that he wrote this book. Right, right. So I just thought that was a little interesting about the book itself. Yeah, yeah. That he put in there. Ooh, the next section is very exciting. Okay. Okay, so we're moving on to page 79 Circumcision. Oh, man. Wow! Let's talk about penis. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about circumcision is. Um, mm. What? Did you ever think you would say the words, the thing about circumcision in your life? Never. Ever? Not once. I just wondered. Not once. Yeah. No. 
But anyway. But anyway. There, there it is. Right? Yep. So God enters into a covenant with Abram. Yeah. Okay? And the covenant is a legal binding agreement. Okay? So legal, these... Legal, like they're going to pull up the God lawyers or... Yeah. Totally. <laughs> like they are basically shaking hands and signing documents on this. Okay. okay. All right. Like these are actual um, promises and vows that are being made that are not just like supposed to be based on faith and and magic right they're like the the persons who believe that this happened actually believe that this is a legal thing got okay? it okay okay like you have to do this it is the fucking law yeah okay i mean okay. think of law like we think of torah it is law yeah okay all right so that makes it a little bit i don't want to say easier to respect but maybe grants some understanding to their belief system. Right. Okay? Okay. So what God promises is the divine right to Canaan. He's like, these lands will be yours. Maybe See, not this yours is, personally. This is where my problem comes in with these covenants. Yeah. Because because God does all these covenants, and he, he, he just says, I'm going to do this thing, right? Mm-hmm. No, There's no stipulations. There's no nothing at the time. Right. He's going to do this thing, right? Someday. And then he's like, well, I was going to do that thing, but... You pissed me the fuck you, off. Yeah, you pissed me <laughs> off, so fuck off. Yeah. And, and I'm like, wait, that's not wait, how wait, that's not what work. you... You said you were going to do it. That That's... It wasn't supposed to be not, de- dependent on your mood. Right, because my understanding when they said it at first was like, a covenant's a covenant, right? You yeah. can't break this shit. Yeah. But then God's like, eh, you but didn't I want read to, the though. fine print that I didn't even lay out, but... Yeah. There it is. Yeah. And you don't get it yet, so. No, I totally agree with you. Okay. Totally right. agree with you. I'm not I'm not talking about this from uh, God's legal perspective. Right. No, I I'm just, talking about this from the people's perspective. I feel like we have grounds to sue God. Um, I think that was attempted at one point. <laughs> I know it was attempted in an episode of Ally McBeal. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, it didn't well, go over well. I'm just saying. But it was a very interesting episode. I feel like he has broken his covenant, and, and we should sue. Well, you'd have to believe he's real in order to do that. That is so true. So let's true. not. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. God promises divine right to Canaan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Abram, in turn, promises that he and his descendants will accept God as the national deity. Okay. okay? So that's the point at which Abram is now renamed Abraham. Okay. And that is to signify the new situation and a signature, quote unquote, to the agreement, he accepts the right of circumcision. Got it. And then I added my own little note: new name, new peen, who dis. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, sometimes I crack myself up when I'm, you know, yeah. feeling. I was I was getting a little uppity because right. I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, I mean. Sometimes no matter how much you're interested in a topic and no matter how hard you want to give it, like the grave service of uh, studying and scholarship. Right. Come on. Y'all are chopping off the end of your penis. Right. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And you're trying to tell me that it's awesome and cool. Have you ever seen some of the tools they used back then? Um, let's just not. It's fucking horrible. No, because when we start it's talking. It's like a horror movie. When we start talking about that, then we get into the tools that they used on women. Right. And all of that just defies my imagination and Oof. hurts my stomach. So I just can't. So bad. Can't. So bad. Now, the custom of circumcision yeah. was not new to Abraham. Okay. Okay. It had been around 
it had been practiced by the Egyptians and the Canaanites for fucking eons, okay? Got it. Ages this shit had been around. Okay. Okay, this was not new. Well, and I'm assuming, so, again, I could be wrong here, but I think circumcision was a way to um, counteract, um, it was a cleanliness thing. I'm actually about to hit that. Oh. Okay. Well, but but my point with that is that the, the the Egyptians were more of a civilized society, I'm assuming, at this point in time, than the Israelites. So they're still kind of behind the times. Mm, could be. Could be. I don't know. Okay. Let's, All right. Let's move along. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm about to hit that. We're, we're moving along. Um, It did not become overwhelmingly significant as a religious rite until the exile. So ah. even though they promised it, it wasn't like that big a deal. Okay. They were like, whatever. Yeah. Cut it. Don't cut it. It's out. It's all hmm. good. Okay. When, so, oh, so wait. The covenant was made mm-hmm. way before the exile. Uh-huh. Like and, hundreds of years. Right. And yeah. So it was not a thing that they held people to until... No. That's that's interesting. Right. It just wasn't that big a fucking deal. It was one of those rules that's a rule, is, but that's not... Is this not... a rule that they rewrote back into uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because that, that seems odd. Yes. It became a bigger deal uh, more to the people who were putting the Bible together. Got it. They okay. wanted it to be a bigger deal than it actually was. It's, it's interesting that they were so preoccupied with penises. Men but, across you know, the ages have always well, been more enthralled with their own dicks than with anything else. I mean, we could go into Bezos' rocket, but, you know. Thank you. <laughs> Or the balls that hang on the back of trucks. Right, yes. Men love their fucking nuts and and penises. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're dicking balls. They're all going to laugh at you. (laughs) You're dicking balls. You know where that's from, right? Uh, Seems like it's got to be Adam Sandler. It is an Adam Sandler bit. But beyond that, I don't have worried which one. It's just one of his uh, uh, specials. Okay. They're all going to laugh at you. Oh, from like his... CDs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. God, I um, said CDs. I just dated myself. I know. Like, it's oh. one of his uh, comedy albums. It's the same one that had the song about, um, now take a bottle of shampoo and shove it up your ass. Right. Yeah. Quality, quality recordings. Okay. I'm telling you, I listened to that <laughs> thing so many fucking times. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah, no, I no doubt. I had that CD too. And it was, it was also, um, Lunch Lady Land was in that one. Right? Lunch Lady Land was on that, but also, um, there was another one about, um, Ayúdame, Ayúdame, Donde esta Biblioteca? Where's yeah, the Where's the library? Right, yeah, yeah, I got it. Help me, and yeah. I don't re- I don't recall that. Plutonium. But. They talked about plutonium. I know way too much about that fucking thing. You really do, because I don't remember hardly anything. Oh, it was good. We we should listen to that soon. Oh, it was God. funny. Okay. It was horrible. Uh, yeah. It's so raunchy. Right. I loved it. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, um, circumcision not a big deal. Not okay. in, until later. Yeah. Yeah. And at the point that it did become somewhat of a big deal, yeah. Um, it was probably a comforting thing to be able to look at their dicks <laughs> and to have that chopped off foreskin remind them that they were separate from the Babylonians. Ah. So they could look at their dick and be like, I'm separate because my dick is pretty. Okay. okay. Yeah, sure. And when they were, and that they were in a legal binding agreement with God who was leading them to their promised land. Right. So whenever they were in doubt, they could just look at their dicks. Yeah. Okay. God and, and their dick made them feel good. Yeah. Okay. It was like physical proof that the promised land would be theirs again someday. Yeah. All you had to do was look at your penis and you would be like, yeah, yeah, that's the stuff right, right. there. Okay. 
okay? The book of Genesis was being put into its final form at this point, so the editing of it would have stressed that. Got it. Okay? So It was being put into its final form when? Like at the beginning of the exile? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So... Okay. That's when they were beginning to put together like that's the when writing it started of to this. solidify what, mm-hmm. what the story was. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Okay, so they would have really hardcore stressed the whole. It's very, very important to chop off your um, foreskin. Right. Okay, and it was less about hygiene and cleanliness, and more about the magical power of increased fertility. Got it. Because we all want to be fertile and have all the sperms. Go from our clean, skinless dick into the vagina. So and we make can babies. have kids like the the grains of the sand and the. You the, have to you know, have so many the stars babies. in the sky, and you're a and piece all that. of shit if you don't have so many babies. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so now we're moving on to page eighty-one of Asimov's Guide, Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh boy. I know. Oh boy, and that that's going to be it for for this. Okay. Oh okay. So. All right. Um, Abraham learned that Sodom and Gomorrah were about to be destroyed in a great catastrophe. Holy shit. Yeah. And, um, you know, his, his nephew Lot was living in Sodom. Yeah. And so he was like, oh God, what am I going to do? Right. So he interceded. I remember this. On behalf of the inhabitants who might be righteous. He's like, but there's some good people that live there. Yeah. Fuck, man. He was arguing with God. Mm -hmm. I remember this. Yeah, he was. And so Lot was allowed to escape, although his wife, you know, was... Yeah, she wasn't so lucky. She got turned into a pillar of salt, because yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because she fucking looked back. Yeah, yeah. She mm-hmm. couldn't resist looking back. Good times, right? And it's supposed to be a metaphor for, don't look at the things that you've lost. Look only forward to the things you will gain. And I'm like, that's but not good But you die psychology. for that? You die for that. Right? Come on now. Yeah, no. It's no. bullshit. Also, psychology... Um, says that, no, you actually should examine your past a little bit and work through it so that right. you don't be a, a fucking idiot and keep making the same mistakes. Yeah. Like what we're doing in America right now with all of our fucking losing of rights. We're, we're, we're not looking at the past and we're making the same mistakes. But, yes. you know, whatever. Right. So the, quote, brimstone and fire that was rained upon those cities. Yeah. Probably was like a volcanic eruption and an earthquake, or and or it could have been like a large meteor strike. Sure. And you know those things happen, so yeah, yeah. it could have been any combination or all three at the same fucking time. And those people <laughs> would have peed their pants and thought, you know, right, right. it is the end of the world. Yeah. So well, there's a lot of things that they've taken from the Bible that were probably more localized things localized events yeah like the the flood like the flood yeah so yeah yep so just to be honest and fair tm um there is no evidence of such a catastrophe from that time in the record yeah and there are no reports of any remains of civilizations buried under the waters of the dead sea which is they thought that maybe that like scholars have suggested maybe that is one of the things that happened, like that they had built their interesting their cities on the shaky grounds of part of the Dead Sea that um, was dried up. I'd be interested in a follow up this because, and, and only because this book that Asimov wrote was back in the sixties, mm-hmm. and I could well, have it was sworn, 68, or sixty eight, so, whatever. Yeah, but I could have sworn in my lifetime that I had heard something about. Um, archaeological Sodom and Gomorrah type things. Well, I mean, I know that the Dead Sea Scrolls were found in the Dead Sea. Right, so. <laughs> right. No, but I mean, maybe like in our next so th- book. So what else was found down there? 
is is what I'm asking. Hell if I know. So yeah, that would be something that I would like to follow up after Asimov's time. Yeah. So like maybe the next time we do the book club next week, maybe we follow up with that one. Just you want to do a Q&A? Well, no, no, not necessarily a Q&A, but just like a follow-up. Like, you know. So on top of reading the next section, you want me to do a little <laughs> research on my research? Well, yeah. I just want to make sure I understand this correctly. O- only because I'm questioning that a little bit. How about you have some homework and you fucking research it? <sighs> we'll see. We'll I see. only say that because, like, God, I'm doing all the fucking research here. Just saying. I, we'll, I'll switch you jobs. How's yeah. that? You do the tech. I do the research. I'm just <laughs> telling you that that's a lot on my plate. Okay? I'm, yeah, I get it. I'm okay. Good. Well, we'll see what happens. And one of us will get back to you guys on <laughs> right. uh, where the fuck Sodom and Gomorrah may have been located or not. Or not and what may have caused those kinds of catastrophes or not. Or not. And what may or may not have existed beneath the uh, Dead Sea. Right. Along with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Sure. So that takes up that portion of... That was poorly said. Let me try that again. (laughs) Um, That will be it for that section of Asimov's Guide to the Bible. And next time we will be covering uh, pages 83 through 100. Okay. We're still in the book of Genesis. My God, it goes on forever. Right. Here are the topics we will be covering. Ready? Hold on to your butts. I'm ready. It's a lot. Moab and Ammon, Gerar, Beersheba, Paran, Moriah, Aram and Chesed, Machpelah, Mesopotamia, Syria, Midian, Edom, Bethel, Reuben and his brothers, Seir, Israel, and Sheshem. Jesus. I know, right? That's a lot of shit. That's a lot of shit. But okay. I've tried to keep all of these sections. They're between 15 to 18 pages long. Got it. So okay. nothing, it's it's more sections crammed into about the same amount of pages. Right, right. So. Okay. Well, sounds good. I mean, we got some good information today. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Like, it's... Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, informing. It's, it's, it has me question some things that we read and mm-hmm. makes me think about it a little bit more. Well, so. that and it's also a good refresher because I clearly right. don't remember a lot of this stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you and I have talked about this. Like, we've we've had some interactions with things where, where we do recall a lot more than we thought we did. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's obvious that we're gaining knowledge from this. Mm-hmm. But there's still so many fucking stories and so many side stories that... It, I couldn't for the life of me hold this all in my head. No, and I have a hard time with the geography of it. Wait, who was going where at what time? Yeah, what? Yeah, which is which. this is actually helpful with because yeah. he's pointing out a lot more of that kind of stuff than mm-hmm. I was able to pick up on when we were in the books. So right. it, it is definitely helpful with regard to that. Yeah, I'm but, enjoying it. Yeah, I'll especially, I think, enjoying it when we get to, like, Exodus and, like, making the trip through. The so trek. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be fun. Yep. I, that, that was a lot of fucking meandering. That was. I'm like, where the fuck were they going? So much meandering. But those forty years in the desert. Yeah. Fuck right? you. <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, that was our book club for today. Sacrilegious book club. <laughs> and we will see you guys again next Sunday. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, wife. I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. 
Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.